The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond hello and yeehaw, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush. I am your host for this episode, 566 of Beyond. I am joined this week by John Ryan. Howdy. From our lovely Wikis team, Max Coville. There's a snake in my boot. And Brian Altano. Beyond. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking a lot about Red Dead Redemption 2. Obviously, we gave our initial spoiler-free thoughts last week, but we have so much more to talk about, well, especially so very big. you've been uh, <laughs> uh, heavily involved in the guide for it, so yeah. we're going to go into a little bit of the weird glitches and stuff we've been encountering. <laughs> I, it's okay. You're, no, get, it's you're getting cry. through it. a happy cry? Mm. No, I know that a lot of people are talking about Red Dead right now. Yeah. Uh, I want to just give a quick shout-out. Uh, we just got news. We're recording this. Uh, it is 1024 in the morning Ooh. on uh, Wednesday Perfect time for this news. Uh, we just got news via Twitter that the Red Dead Redemption 2 porn parody is beginning to sh- they're about to start shooting. Oh, this is a God. collaboration between Pornhub oh, and Wood Rocket and I don't know what they're And not Rockstar Games. Look, it's fine. We'll do this yeah. show. It's we'll, a family show. We'll have a wiki for it. It'll be fine. Oh god, there we probably will. We won't. We super won't. Hey, if, it, if it's not. trending on Google, we probably will. Anyway, we're going to be talking a lot about more Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff. We're also going into the PlayStation Plus games that are free this month as well as some of the big games releasing this week. Just w- while you're listening to the show, just go download Yakuza Kwame. Just, we'll talk about that later. All right, we're done with the BS Plus discussion. That worked mm-hmm. out really well. You don't need Bullet Storm. It's okay. <laughs> sorry, Duke Nukem. Um, it's okay. Before Actually, we get like there, okay, excuse me. I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. Uh, before we get there, Red Dead Redemption two. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Costume. Let me as well. Hold on for those uh, listening okay. to the audio. Apologies. We're good. So I just had to get my hat on. We didn't get hats. Me too. Oh, well. You should have been told to bring hats. No, I don't tell them anything. I swear the show has just gone down the tubes ever since Max stopped hosting. You almost knocked over my coffee. (laughs) But I didn't for that skilled slide of the hat. Oh, God. Anyway, so we're going to go in first. This is getting so off the rails. I think our white balance is off. You can't even tell it's a hat. Brian is holding a piece of paper up with a hat drawn on it. Drawing it. Sort of looks like a hat. Perfect. Great job, everybody. This episode is over. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, much like the glitches of the show, we want to talk a little bit about the glitches in the game. Ooh, good. Yeah, so there's okay. been a lot of issues that have been happening on the show. Our producer, Bear Courtney, just ran to the studio. I love early morning shows. This is mm-hmm. going so well. Uh, <laughs> want to talk about some of the weird things going on in the game to a lot of people yeah. these days. Uh, one of the biggest ones that we've seen reported is that people are missing uh, camp members. 
earlier yeah. in the game. Have you got, have any of you encountered this? No, I, but I, I I've seen that it's been plaguing a lot of people's game game saves. Yeah, we, and it's unfortunate. Well, it's a, it's a hard one to track because your camp members just wander off all over the place. Right. So I definitely have had that that moment of, of fear that I had this glitch and I was running all over my camp looking for like the little boy or, or somebody. Yeah. For, for Lenny again, you know, like <laughs> just trying to. And I was like, they were down by the Lenny! the wood pile or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's one of those ones. It's not like you go to a menu and something's grayed out. Right. You have to find them. You exactly. just assume whether yeah. they're there or not. Yeah. yeah like so sometimes you get into the second or the third chapter and you're just like, I never learned to fish. <laughs> Why? You should probably yeah, have that. Yeah. yeah. So Sadie, Jack, John, and Abigail have been disappearing from people's camps, and the glitch cause of it is in the early mission Polite Society Valentine style. If you fail and use the retry checkpoint uh, save state sort of thing, it will prevent them from then showing up in your camp. So you have to complete that mission without restarting your checkpoint. Get good, all. everybody. You can yeah, restart the whole be mission. The yes. That's, that's the important thing. Like, If yeah. you do get killed in that mission, which honestly I don't, if it's the mission I'm remembering, I don't know how you would. I think it's pretty tough to, yeah. Yeah, it's real hard to. Yeah. Um, but if you do, or if you need to restart for whatever reason, um, just make sure that you choose restart mission. And yes, it's frustrating. You'll have to ride all the way back into town and talk to the people and go to the store again. But you also won't. Your game won't break. Right. Yes. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so this is like specifically if you restart checkpoint, then these Versus people, you restart mission. Do they vanish yeah. for the rest of the game? No, they come back at the start of chapter, chapter four, four, I think. Yeah. Are there are there quests and stuff <laughs> available, or are they kind of like... So this is what I'm seeing mixed reports on, is that sometimes yes, sometimes no. I think um, main missions seem to stay intact, like if they're related to anything. Well, that's key. weird, though, because the fishing thing is what was initially what brought our attention to it, yeah. was that people were missing Jack's mission where, like, Miles Boilers, you, do, you take Jack Marston to go fishing, and that's how you get your fishing pole and how you can catch a legendary fish later in the game. Um, and some people just weren't having that pop. I thought it was a weird glitch how when he comes back, he's a full-grown man. <laughs> like a month has passed. So I, don't, I actually didn't do that mission until way later, but then again, I might have just like taken my sweet time with how I got there, so yeah. I don't know. So that's a mission that you have to do towards the end of Chapter 2. Yeah. Um, it's I don't think it's, it's like the second or third to last one, basically. Right. Because you meet right. some important characters who show up and, and are yep. sort of problematically involved with well, you. Well, the way... Tutorial stuff in the game rolls out as sort of intentionally obtuse and vague. I feel like the game doesn't sort of overtly go like, "This is your this is your next story mission. This is your next tutorial mission. This is the thing you have to do." Or like, um, so things just sort of like pop up and happen. And also, maybe you go to town and you spend a couple hours there, and then you head out on the plains for three days or whatever you yeah. want to do. So it's like, yeah, it's it's. I, I, I totally see why people are trying to figure out what this is or isn't because it takes a minute to get anywhere in this game and sure. to yeah, not really think, know exactly what you're doing next. I think that's the real key, though, is, is that like if Jack doesn't show up to give you that quest, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I kind of mainlined the main story up through probably about the first like three or four chapters. And so for me, I, I've learned how to fish really early on. But there's people who are in chapter two still who've been there for a week and a half at this point mm -hmm. who are just like, you know, what? I just want to roam around. I want to hunt animals. I want to fish, but I can't fish. Why? Yeah. And it's never one of those things because you wouldn't expect a, a side activity like fishing to be tutorialized or even like the ability granted to you in a main story mission. Yeah, no, completely. It's also, I mean, you're working on our guide, and we'll talk about that more, but one of the most popular things that people are looking up is how do I get a horse brush, which is like yep. a very, you get a horse early on, and it gets filthy almost immediately because yep. you're out there, you know, in the muck. Yeah, and because the, the way the game is designed, it yeah. tells you, like, hey, if your horse is dirty, yep. you will have to 
clean it to make, but you literally just can't do that. You can't for do like it. An and you get off the horse and you focus on him and you can pat him and you can feed him and stuff like he's that. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good. Give him some good oats and such. Tasty, tasty oat cakes. Oh yeah. It's, you know really what? Good, but like you, you can't brush him yet. What messes me up about this, and this is, I feel like a complaint with one of those. The game is very realistic in that your horse can get dirty and that you can brush your horse. But even if your horse is completely clean and you brush your horse, that dust still, dust comes, still off. comes off. So I'm like, yeah. my horse is obviously not that clean. Can I take my horse to the bathhouse? <laughs> mm-hmm. You ride your horse through the water. I do That's that a lot or to dunk him in a good river. If the is, he's still dusty after he was in the river. If you're Barrett Courtney. Or if you're Barrett Courtney. you Barrett Courtney, Courtney, you got to get some of that head and shoulders, mane and tail. <laughs> uh, you can just keep brushing him. Barrett has had an issue where he's been brushing the horse. He does it like eight times. Barrett just loves brushing that horse it's what he's obsessed with he spent like 60 hours in the game just brushing it's weird and uncomfortable but the brush gets stuck to his hand what well it's oh no uh, right so he's Isn't talking that... to me about this okay and it's a very specific sequence of events oh okay you brush the horse 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 and then you feed the horse oh the feeding you feed him the brush and like i think he tried there you go boy eat up so apparently what happens is the brush gets stuck to your hand throughout the rest of that horse interaction okay it's just there as part of your hands i mean the nice thing is the fix for this is pretty easy don't brush your horse nine times in a row, or just reload. Yeah, what the safe. hell, Barrett? Real- What's wrong yeah, with Barrett, you? you're you're messing up in that game. Uh, obviously, it's quite that's a horse <laughs> fancier that Barrett Courtney. Uh, not I as much. Where he's going to go a little bit Lenny on them, and is just going to brush it until it dies. Ooh. Lenny, no, not that Lenny. <laughs> you're, you're talking of mice and men. Yes, yes, yeah. I yeah. Uh, another glitch. Speaking of horses that we've seen going on a lot in the game is horses just uh, being set on fire. Mm-hmm. There is this road outside roads where there is invisible fire until horses or pedestrians get caught in it and they just get set ablaze. And it's a, it's at a specific area, right? Yeah. Because um, I saw, I retweeted yeah. this, Mike Mahardy from GameSpot, who's a friend of the show, went uh, on an adventure and just caught this moment where there was basically a, a pile of horses on fire and another oh, no. guy rode a horse into it and that horse burst into flames. <laughs> and it is, a, it's bleak. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it's it is a hard I'm thing to watch. Bug or feature, guys? Both. Mm. I feel like mm. that could be a small crevice into it's a hell. Beecher. Well, that. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember in Vice City there was a particular curb, and if you rode a motorcycle into it, it vomited money into the street. <laughs> like no. there was just that there was the money curb. You oh just, right, yeah, there's the money curb. <laughs> was that a glitch or who cares? Yeah, no one knows. Free money well, out of the yeah. street. That's well, that was the discussion cash. we had about this of like maybe it's witchcraft in the game. Maybe this so there intersection is, is a part of it. I don't know if it's the same intersection or not, but Destin Legary sent me a video of somebody out in the middle of the wilderness at night with. This just really ominous glowing circle in the middle of a field. Um, it could have been this intersection. It was too dark to really tell. Where it was just like he walked into the middle of it, stood there for a second. It everything glowed really red, and then he just caught on fire. Holy shit! Like, <laughs> and so I'm curious, like, because we've seen slight, um, I guess, Easter egg spoilers. I don't know yeah. if it's a thing you people care about, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like, we know that there are straight up UFOs. There's aliens that show up in the game if you know what? where to look. Yeah, it's crazy. It is um, rocks. That's Rockstar as hell. Yeah. Are they yeah. so? Are they the same aliens from GTA Five? Their ships look eerily similar. Hmm. Ships? No, don't worry about it. You'll, <laughs> You'll get um, there. You can find all those and more Holy on IGN.com. <laughs> I love. Uh, <laughs> I love Rockstar for this it's because so they, they know that people are going to get dig that. Deep. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so my that, question here is like, is is that fire circle like is that just like what's supposed to be a campfire but it's broken or is it just an interdimensional death ray that you just can walk into and then be killed by i think it's the cre- it's the crevice to hades there it is yep. the horses should stay far away from this i mean i feel like you you learn about 
people reporting like odd mysteries from back in the day and they didn't understand things and it's like I don't, that seems like the kind of thing Rockstar would be like what if we had spontaneous combustion at one particular intersection <laughs> but in reality it's just a sinkhole in like a methane leak or something with volcanic activity I'd get down on that I don't know I believe either way um, another thing people have pointed this out to me I don't think this counts as a bug necessarily I think this is just a not much forethought in the design of it in cinematic mode your horse can just run into things all the time yes and Do we want to define that as a glitch or just like they didn't think about when you're in cinematic mode, uh, well, maybe making it pass? We, I mean, we were yelling about this a little bit last week, but yeah. uh, that the, the horse doesn't isn't that smart. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, he doesn't it's kind really of, like it's kind of a motorcycle that shits. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. It doesn't really account for the world and the geometry around it usually. So there are times where you'll be like. You'll turn around while riding at full speed to fire at a bunch of guys, and it'll just run into a tree, and everyone snaps their necks and dies. Yeah. See, that's um, more of the problem for me than the cinematic camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cinematic mode, you have auto-ride. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. go wherever you tell it, provided you're not, like, in the middle of a mission. Yeah, if there's somebody in the street, though, the horse doesn't care. Yeah, no. it'll oh, still I'm run the cops called on me so many times yeah. for that. I'm, I'm actually really surprised about that, that that wasn't a thing that was, like, uh, uh, in sort of intrinsic and important to their design very early on, to be, like... There's going to be some shootouts in this game. You're going to be on a horse. Let's make it so the horse doesn't kill you. Yeah. I mean, that's even a holdover from the first Red Dead, to yeah. be honest. Like, I feel like with the, um, the, the mechanic of shooting backwards on a horse, you can use R3, but then the way that you have to keep moving it by tapping X to go fast mm -hmm. enough, like, it's not like in GTA where you can just hold down the right trigger and that keeps your car moving while you tap one of the bumpers to shoot. Right. With this, you actually have to, like... Hold down one thing with the button that you are using to also tap your run button with. So it's very difficult to actively shoot behind you as you're riding along. Yeah, there's a little bit of like pat your head, rub your stomach, yeah. chew gum, walk and talk. But it's like pat your head, rub your stomach with the same hand. Yeah. That's the that's the real thing on my front. Yes. Run. It's like, guys, come on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's because like in GTA, you can't just tell a car to drive <laughs> while you shoot <laughs> the gun, right? I mean, maybe GTA 6 will see self-driving cars. That would be yeah. awesome. Mm. Yeah, like They'll do Tesla. that on their own. Yeah, Or they just go <laughs> hard sci-fi. It's just like the year 2079. I would be all Or 77. No, nah. no, it's two years after. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't want that at all. No, you don't want nah. sci-fi GTA? No, I want, if we're doing GTA 6, there was a graphic floating around for a while that was GTA, you know, VI, Roman numeral 6, and then just CE pops in, and this is GTA Vice. Oh. And it's I mean, I'm into back that. to Vice City, but it's with you know the Red Dead. Just play Vice City again. I want. The I don't future. want. I don't want to play Vice City again. I want to play. I want a future car with the floating with the floating what about cranes. The future of the '80s today. I want those those super smart crocodiles to come back. That's all. To, all cyberpunk to, is the just, future of the '80s. Look, realistically, we just really want golf carts because yeah. that's what Vice Ooh, City yeah. introduced initially. I agree. Was golf? Carts. Couldn't flip yeah. them over. Um, Wonderful things. They're perfect. Another perfect car. Another one I wanted to touch on from the realm of glitches and everything. A good one though is the gold bar glitch that's been happening quite a bit. Uh, so if you I, can find it, I blew it. You did. You yeah. messed it up. You so that bar. Andrew Goldbar. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Our, you no, can, no, no. So you can actually, still dupe. The other there's another one lying around that you can do for two gold bars. So there's a oh, limpany lockbox. Yeah, not not so what's, let's talk about what the glitch is. Yeah. Sorry, yes. For the radio listeners at home on there's the fine television program. <laughs> limpany lockbox and then the uh, <laughs> great limpany lockbox. Limpany lockbox. Oh, that's a real good one. Uh, yeah. Basically, you have to start picking up the golden bar. There, uh, you pause, save, and then load that save. Yeah. And, and then you re-pick up the bar. And I think so it's in like the sheriff's going? office it's in so, a burned yeah, out so, town that you find by the river near near your camp. Yeah. So Limpany is this really burned is this old burned downtown. We don't really know what happened to it. Um 
There's an interesting side of this that we had to do a lot of investigating on to make sure like what the actual parameters for this exploit were when we were putting it in the guide. And there's two things in that lockbox, and yeah. this is what actually breaks it, mm -hmm. is that there's a gold bar, and then there's also like a pamphlet with a horse it's stamina hor horse recipe. Papers. Yeah, yeah. Horse, there are horse papers in there. Yeah. Um, and the key is that for some reason, when you pick up the bar first and pause and save during that break, it somehow eats the horse papers, and then that makes the gold bar infinitely duplicate. Yeah, and so I hit the map button instead of the start button, and he just I picked up the gold bar. Oh, you held yeah, it I got you. I got and you. so then like, he was just like, ah, cool, I got a cool gold bar and these great horse newspaper magazines. You could have just reloaded your save that. earlier. He looked directly in the camera, and he's like, I love a good horsey magazine to read. I'm a horse. My <laughs> horse I'm Arthur Morgan, and I'm a fine equestrian. Yeah. Um, I like some... the articles. He likes it for the photos, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Good thing we... about a horse magazine. You can feed it to the horse afterwards. We're not talking about the Red Dead 2 porn. We decided on that. <laughs> We're actively not covering that. Horse papers. To my knowledge, that exploit still works um you i've seen some reports and some feedback on our wiki uh that it doesn't anymore oh, but weird. i tried it yesterday and it worked just fine yeah because i haven't um, seen have you seen any patches for this game kind of like sneak off? no i've seen i've seen no sneak i saw patches sneak off in the uh, night and i chased him down <laughs> he had a bounty on howdy him. mister <laughs> patches a hula hand oh no <laughs> all right boy all right dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball <laughs> uh, mister <laughs> Patches will eventually come for the camp glitch, though. Uh, mm -hmm. They've said that's yes. coming. Uh, I assume they probably might change this gold bar exploit. I assume that they will, so get them while the getting's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can I can I say, like, I really, yeah. for the amount of moving parts and just intricacies in this game, it should be way more broken. Uh, it should yeah. have, like, way more weird glitches. And it's nice to see some of them trickling out. Like, there, there was some with, like, physics stuff where somebody, like, falls off their horse and they, like, bounce, like, 30 feet in the air. <laughs> or, like, I ran into a woman who... Uh, it was somebody in my camp, and she came up, and she was talking to me, and apparently it thought that she'd been eating recently, but there was a spoon that was floating four feet away from her that was, like, still attached to her hand, so she's, like, waving her arm around, and there's this spoon that's, like, in her immediate orbit that's just, like, floating around, <laughs> and then there was, like, a bowl of stew just kind of off to the side, just, like, floating there mm -hmm. like a ghost, and I'm like, I like... I like that stuff. Yeah. I like it when yeah. a game is just a yeah. tiny bit broken. Like, like when that. their physics just wonk out just a little yeah. bit. Like there was one that I saw where Arthur and Dutch were having a conversation at camp and they both started just spinning around and then they each fell over and continued to <laughs> whip around. That was like, it was really horrifying. Oh, That's one of those man. things I've never I've never seen before. The fact that it kept speeding up. Yeah. There was You've seen the same like, one. You're like, oh, this is getting out of control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's but what I mean, again, like you said, like it does amaze me that for all of those videos that I've seen, like my game has not had any of those. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I've never seen like you know it, I've never seen such problems I, aside from the occasional like physics glitch of a dude flying off into space. I talked mm -hmm. about this briefly last week, but the only thing I've seen was I was in a shootout with some with some boys out in the yard, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they've uh, they they all fell down and then skipped the animation of them getting back up. So they were just like hiya, like, <laughs> left into the air and started shooting me again. I was like the ghosts, <laughs> the ninja oh, no. gang. Um, I killed you. I watched you die. But yeah, I uh, I I tweeted about this, um, and this has nothing to do with the glitches. But I, I think that like this is a really it's a really special game, and we're it's it's easy for us to sort of focus on like the glitches or the negative, you know, the negative. Oh stuff, like yeah, it's slow and stuff like that. But I think what is really magical about this game is just 
getting getting kind of lost. And I think that like a lot of games try this, and Breath of the Wild was really good at this of just having these like these vast stretches where nothing's happening and you're coming over this ridge and everything's quiet. Um, but in that game, you had an iPad and people could Skype you and telepathically reach you whenever you wanted. There was fast travel to any tower in the game you unlocked. Yeah. And in this game, sometimes you're just like 40 miles from your tent and you're like, I don't know where I am or where I'm going. And you just like stumble upon a town or a campfire that no one's using. And it's really breathtaking. Like there's really nothing like it. And I, I think it's because A, the the time period means that you don't have you know, fucking passenger pigeons or whatever and cell right. phones and all this. There's no one calling you. There's no, you know, there's no giant tin can with 200 feet of, of, of rope where Dutch <laughs> is, is getting in touch with you. Um, B, fast travel is extremely limited, borderline non-existent in this game. Yeah. Um, and C, I think the game does a really good job of of ringing on that sort of solitude that, that Arthur has. And um, there are a lot of NPCs in this game, but they're not necessarily looking for you and they're not mm -hmm. relying on you as a hero to save the world they're they don't just yeah. outdoing their own thing they don't give a hell who they give a damn who you are like they're they're they i love that about it like yeah. you run into people who are like they're annoyed that you're there but they're not trying to kill you necessarily mm -hmm. like there's a nice kind of like there's a lot of gray area in this yeah. game you know and it's that's something that's kind of refreshing like to come across an npc who has a story to tell but it isn't a whole side quest or sub story or whatever yeah, yeah it's like, just small and it's really it's really clever and i like mm -hmm. that like there's and it's also like you, you maybe you find somebody who's like a horse fell on me or like a snake bit yeah. my leg um, or like but attractions you, for you to interact yeah, with yeah. but you can also just trot right past those people and you're you know you maybe your morality dips up and down or whatever right. yeah. but like nothing really changes and whereas like and i love Zelda you know like I'm literally wearing a Zelda pin right now like I love I've always loved those games but like when you walk around in those games Link is is inter he interacts with the world and people are constantly like are, are you the hero of time here to save us all yeah and, and in this game people are just like get your shitty horse off of my lawn <laughs> you guys like, they don't care who you are have you run into a prospector yet Anybody? No, no, not yet. So uh, if you travel up into the mountains, like especially near rivers, like you'll occasionally find some dude like panning for gold. Oh, I did find one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And he is. What I love about this is that it's it's just like each every single NPC has their own like little like automatically assigned personality, and that dude is almost notoriously paranoid mm -hmm. because like all I wanted to do is just be like I curiously as a player wanted to be like I'm wondering if this NPC will actively sit here and mine for gold until right. he goes to bed. And instead, because I just sat, sat there and watched him, he would just, he got like really mad, started to go back to it, and then like continued to be mad that I was there because he, not because I was just standing there, but because he thought that I was trying to steal his gold. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot in the world that as I've been playing more, it's surprising when you're just out there and discover those things. And like, mm -hmm. Brian, to your point, I think my, the most fun that I've been having with the game, especially is when, like I was going from mission to mission in the plot and following a red line to get there, but I would just stopped clicking on the red lines and just started exploring. Yeah. Uh, but we have a couple of people who sort of spoke to that topic from the Facebook Beyond group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. And specifically, John Kossel asked, how do you feel about the linear plot in RDR2? I usually like a linear plot, but this game feels like it is all about freedom and customization when I'm not doing story missions, so it's jarring when I do a story mission and that's suddenly taken away. I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. I, I disagree with saying this has a linear plot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this does a really good job of obscuring the sort of the plot line like obviously mm -hmm. to tell a story you can't just have it be completely wide open like open world games are always going to be at odds with with telling it with crafting a narrative because right. it's a sandbox 
you know, and you, if you're if you want to like actually tell a customer, like I mean, I know people. Some people were like, "Wait, why can't you customize your cowboy?" And it's like because they're telling the story of Arthur Morgan. Like, yeah. There's already there's some kind of the the developer has to make some calls there. I think Red Dead does a really good job of spacing the story out in a way that makes you forget that it is linear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the stakes are like, yes, there's stuff at stakes. And I've, I've talked about this before, but like, I really love that starting the game, you kind of don't know what's going on. Like there's, you're sort of running from stuff, but it's unclear what, mm-hmm. and you don't really know who these characters are and you get to know them. But the fact that like, yeah, you can be 15 hours into a game and then you learn how to fish. Yeah. is sort of indicative of exactly how, like this is a game that's slowing you down yeah. intentionally, and it's really nice because that was one of the problems that I had with. Uh, I know a lot of people had this with with The Witcher Three, where like, yeah, the main story is kind of linear, and it's also like it's kind of it's like, oh, there's a bad guy's coming, and the world, the fate of the world's at stake. But you really are more interested in the kind of the, the weird little side stories and like the little intricacies of the world. Like it's weird to to create this huge open world and then make players feel like there's an urgency to rush through it. Yeah. Well, because the 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 story is sort of obfuscated, whatever that word is that I was scrubbed. <laughs> you got by, by the yeah, by the you fact that um, you are not necessarily going like when you pull up a, a HUD on a on an Assassin's Creed game or you know a, a lot of open world games, it says like story mission, side mission, right. you know, like it actually literally labels those things. And here it'll be like Dutch Linda, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go hang out with Linda, but I don't know if that's like a thing I'm doing because she's cool or interesting or because I'm I'm moving the I'm nudging the needle of the story along. Yeah. Um and so those are those are delineated by human interaction. Um or you know, the the video game approximation of human interaction. And JR, you've beaten the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, specifically yeah. I was curious what you felt if you feel like there is a sort of like a linear plot as you get further into it, that's at a juxtaposition. I mean, excuse me, with the rest of the world, or not I don't really. necessarily think it's, it's you know at odds with the rest of the world. There yeah. are some story beats that very clearly urge you to continue on with the story as opposed to the open world. But I think one of the things that this game does really, really well is that like because there are a bunch of kinds of players. Like you know, I blasted through the main story for the guide, but like also I have the tendency to kind of do that as it is because I Mm -hmm. want to do the the story and then I want to check out the rest of the world. Um, And they do a really good job in in designing how you sort of come back to your missions because it's not, like you said, it's not necessarily saying like, hey, you're going to go do this and then you know for a fact you're going to do this part of this mission. You know, you when you come back, when you decide to go and talk to Dutch or Bill or Sadie or whoever, they're going to acknowledge the fact that maybe you are coming directly to them right after you finish another job for somebody else, or maybe you've been gone for six weeks, and they're like, where the f*** have you been? Yeah, yeah, totally, which I think is really cool. And, and uh, you know, Jonathan, I think you just kind of touched on it, but, like, the game never really said, uh, go explore. Like, I've Spider-Man did that. Yeah. Spider-Man did that all the time. Yeah. They were like, you did a story mission, but, you know, you can't have a picnic with Aunt May until Saturday afternoon, so go do some stuff in the city. Get out there and, and get real good. And this game was just sort of just like, it told me nothing. And yeah. so one day I was like, hey, you know, I've never just like put a marker on the furthest point north on the map and just rode. And I did. And I was like, no one ever told me to do that. I haven't had a reason to tell myself to do that. But why not? And I did that. And all of a sudden I was like, I, I saw I saw an entire country. Yeah. You know, like I felt like I lived... I like I lived a whole life. It was insane. Like the amount of stuff I interacted with. I came up over these mountains. I saw animals I'd never seen before. You know, I I was 
I, I felt dozens of miles away from any town or at any place where the, a bunch of people had congregated. And yeah. do, you, do you think there's anything specific that Red Dead 2 does over other open world games that changes that aspect? Because you can, mm. in a sense, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I can go, once I get a ship, I could technically go to whatever island and make it killed pretty easily. Yeah, could, so it, I think it's like yeah. the hyper-minimalist HUD is mm-hmm. a thing that, that right off the bat um, makes it so it feels like you were drawing in a map. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like you are filling out something that has been undocumented. It's also like part of the land at the time just feels untouched. One know? of the one of the things I suggested when telling people to play like The Witcher was like turn off your mini map, like yep. turn off your, and you actually navigate using the world and like there are signposts and stuff. And I love Red Dead for having a compass as an option because that was one thing is like in in Witcher, whenever it was I was talking about it, like you couldn't. You had to still check your map to see which direction you were supposed to be going if there wasn't any like little compass or HUD. Right. But like that's something that Skyrim does really well, where you're like, I guess I have to go that way. Yep. I don't know what the I don't know how far it is. I don't know what's that direction, but I'm going that way, uh, which I think is really cool. But something I really love that Red Dead does extremely well is obviously like you know you get Dutch or Linda on your map, and you know those are people you have to go talk to. And then there are these sort of random occasions where things happen and you're not clear what type of an interaction it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means like bandits are jumping you. Sometimes that means like uh, sometimes you see a little little white blip on your map and yeah. you're like, I'll go interact with whatever that is. And maybe it's a guy who got bit by a snake. Maybe it's a guy who stepped in a bear trap. Uh, maybe it's an entire like side quest. And sometimes it is. And it's crazy to be like, oh, here's something that's not clear. Like, in any other open world game, I feel like you'd walk by uh, you know, a character you could interact with and maybe they would be like, Hey, mister, help me over here. And it would be like a little thing would pop up. Right. And it's like, new quest available. New mm-hmm. side story unlocked. And it doesn't tell you that. And if you ignore the white blip, then you just keep going and that's it. And, you know, sometimes it's like a two-step interaction where it's like, talk to person, give medicine, and your karma goes up or whatever. Right. But in some cases, um, it unlocks a whole little side story. And there's no way you would know about that unless you actually just pursued it. And, like, that's... I think by having a limited fast travel and by having this sort of rudimentary map, uh, it's it encourages this level of exploration. Um, I was I interviewed the, the creative director of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, and he said something that I thought was really interesting, which was that they were going for discovery versus just exploration. Right. And there's the idea that like it's not just the trail of breadcrumbs; it's whatever is at the end of it. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's something that Red Dead does just impeccably is like really. Like rewarding curiosity and rewarding players for like for for digging around and I mean we've seen Rockstar do this for for decades like there was that like weird like little bug in GTA or not bug Easter egg in GTA three where like if you glitch yourself into some building or on top of a roof it says you shouldn't be here you know and it's like they knew that somebody would get up there yeah. and they wanted to sort of reward that with a weird little wink and a nod and mm-hmm. you look at all the UFO stuff in GTA five and like I don't think there ever was any like answer to that, but well, it also rewards patience, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not it's not like your typical open world game that's constantly doling out uh, you know prizes and rewards and and like beacons and stuff like that. Right. This is not a, a a Far Cry game where there's towers everywhere. This is not Breath of the Wild where there's 120 shrines and every 10 feet there's a Korok seed. There's really not a lot. Sometimes sometimes you go you know vast stretches where nothing happens and you see nothing and you're like. What am I really pushing forward to? And right. um, it reminds me of so, sort of like moments in Bloodborne where I was like, I feel so far from safety um, and I don't know what's around the corner, but I'm going to keep going. And obviously that is an infinitely more dangerous world that is constantly trying to kill you at every corner, <laughs> but gave me some of the same highs of sort of like, I don't really have a home base and I don't know how far it's going to take me to get back. And I don't know I have enough health or potions or whatever it is, right. but I'm going to keep trying because like it, discovery is fun. Yeah. It's I, I had this this weird interaction where I was poking around in the northern end of the map, and I met 
the king of the forest. Have you guys encountered this gentleman? Uh, is he the wolf boy? I, I don't. I don't know. See a naked man running around with a bunch of wolves. Uh, no, that's a different one. Cool. You'll have to keep your eyes out for him then. <laughs> that everybody. sounds like fun. No, this, mm-hmm. there was a. There, I hear like you could say anything. I, hear like, I believe you. Hey, <laughs> get out of here! You can't be here. Go, be gone. And I'm like, who? Who? Um, do I have to fight this what? person? And there's a guy in a tree wearing a little wooden crown, and he's just like, go on then, <laughs> get out. And I was like, all right. And I left, and like that was. The, hey the, there, Mister. Like I think you could greet him, and you're, you're Mister, and you're like, you know, that, that's it. And it was just. I don't know if there's more to that story. I don't know if there's. The no. thing is, like, maybe there isn't. And what I like about a lot of what I've found on Reddit is that, like, sometimes there is a lot of grat- like delayed gratification to that. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if, if either a nothing happens, he was just some crazy old man in a tree, or if there is like a super weird line of quests mm-hmm. hidden away for once you get further on in the game. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. of course, um, there's going to be that like bespoke dialogue for Arthur. Where, I think I might have encountered someone along those lines, and you're like, "What? <laughs> exactly. did you think that far ahead?" The very specific <laughs> yeah. dialogue, even just early in the game, within even the first twenty hours, just like, "Oh wow, you guys really thought through a lot of these conversations." Yep. And I think yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot of permutations of the game, a lot of threads, and a lot of secrets and corners of this world explored for probably months to come. Yeah, uh, We'll be talking about Red Dead 2, obviously, more as more things so are found out. a very long time. Uh, we're also, of course, going to be talking about Red Dead Online as that comes to fruition as well. But moving on for this month, if you're playing other things besides Red Dead 2, you may know there are new free PlayStation Plus games this month. A uh, couple of these were leaked earlier. Aww. One of them is important to someone on this, on this yes. game. We're going to get there in a second, though. I'm going to read uh, the others. The Jackbox Just Party to, Pack. There you go. Uh, That's me. Two. It's important to me. That's a good game. That's a good part. Whatever Those are actually you. really fun. They're, 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 they're a really fun game. I will yeah. say that. Uh, Roundabout is coming to PS Vita across by with PS4. Burly Men at Sea for PS Vita and cross by with PS4. That's just a great title. Uh, I'm very curious about what that game is. Arcado Arcado series for PS3, Jackbox Party Pack for two, excuse me, for PS3, and then Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition for PS4 as well, and Yakuza Kiwami, which we apparently accidentally put on the top 25 PlayStation 4 games list in honor of Max Scoville. So here's the thing. I've said this before. If you're looking for a star, every week. You, I, yeah. I say this every week because not enough people play these, play these games. They're, good, they're really good games. How uh, of time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing Red Dead. Yakuza Kiwami is a great starting point. A lot of people were like, no, Zero is better. Okay, why didn't they put Zero, an older game, in PlayStation Plus? Kiwami is a great starting point. You can jump from that to Kiwami 2, <laughs> which is running in a more modern engine. It's you very fun. It's a free game. Or rhyme or reason to a list that also has Burly Men at Sea for PS Vita on it. I, don't, I think they'd probably just get what they had, whatever probably, they yeah. had in Reach. Also, uh, Duke Nukem is in Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which is weird that they just patched oh, right. in Duke Nukem. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. With like full balls, voice acting. Balls, balls of Steel. I might play, I might play that. The, I, I will say, when Duke it first Nukem. came out, Bulletstorm was a stupid bit of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, leaning, airing on the stupid side, but also it's still very fun game. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. This is just a thought that I've seen floating around for PS Plus games as it goes on. They've announced that they're going to be retiring part of this list, that they're yeah. not going to be giving games to, I, I think, definitely PS3, but mm-hmm. I forget if Vita is also included in there. Oh. Do you think they're going to start adding more PS4 games into that list? Do you think they're going to add PSVR more often to sort of list? replace their list? Yeah, do you think they're, they're going to do that at so. all? Or yeah. trying to sell PlayStation VR as they really should. Yeah. It's kind of stupid that they haven't been doing that. I think yeah. at least one PSVR game a month would I be. agree, and it's also, it wouldn't be... There are, I'll, put, I'll put it up this way. Uh, the large majority of PSVR games are cheap, they are in the like sub thirty dollar territory, yeah. especially now, especially one of the ones that were there around launch. Um, so that's that's easy value for them. Um, and in terms of what you're getting every single month, it's a good deal. I think it's interesting because 
a lot of those games will be of no use to people that don't have a PSVR. But then again, if you've retired your PS3, like I have, I see Arquito series on this list and I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad someone's enjoying that, but that won't be me. So for the last, actually, since I set up my PS4 and I put my PS3 out to pasture, uh, it's uh, it's, it's been, th that part of the list has been useless to me. Yeah. So... Yeah, without that backward compatibility in there, it's a bit curious to see it going on for so long. Obviously, yeah. there was a big install base, but I agree with you, Max. I think if they want to keep promoting PSVR, yeah. it makes sense to just throw that into mm -hmm. the list going forward. Also, like anybody, like I know that you know, video games are expensive, and having current gen stuff isn't always you know financially achievable. But like we're at a point now where it's like the PS4 is like a very very safe bet, and you can get a used one for cheap or a, yeah. you know a slim one or whatever. And it's like it's got such a kick ass library that it's well, I think it's something like. Games with Gold does really well, which basically, if you have an Xbox One, you can hypothetically play everything released that month on the system that you own. Yeah, right. if they You're, weren't backward compatible, mm -hmm. they are when they are free for Games with Gold. Yeah, and yeah. so here, like, it's like a, almost a secret cheat code every single month where you have to say cross buy because when you go on PS4 to download something like Burly Minute C, which is a Vita game but works on PS4, they don't tell you really front and center all the time that you can get it there for free. So you have to like type it in manually, dig it up pull it up and then download it and, oh. and 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 that's like that's so weird it's weird because it's them being like we're giving you this thing for free but we're keeping it a secret from you so yeah. that's kind of a pain in the ass um so i'd like to see everything sort of centralized mm -hmm. and i'd like to see everyone just download yakuza kiwami even if you're not going to play it right now it's it's very good it's a, it's a pretty i promise pretty, you this max i have two weeks free at the end of december i will play yakuza kiwami just just sit on it. Just get it. You know. Just really. Just why? Why are you zooming in on me? This is weird. Don't, you just really don't do that. Want to let the audience know how much you care. Uh, just say. Just say the name one more time, and then he'll zoom out. Yakuza Kiwami. Am I looking at the right? Which which camera is it? That one. That one. All right. Anyway. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thank you, Barry. Save it. Just get it. I do hope they start to flesh out PS Plus a little bit more, especially as you were saying. There is a big install base from the last generation, but uh, there were recent PS4 sales numbers. I didn't put them in the run of show, but they were actually it performed better in the last quarter than they expected because of the sales success of Spider-Man and everything. So they're right. projecting even more consoles than originally planned for being sold this year. And it's still the market leader. It's still obviously a big thing. So chances are playing to the PS4 base with these free games just makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, moving on, though, in terms of what you can play on PS4 and PSVR, uh, a few games coming out this week that uh, I thought we should talk about. Cool. One of them being, uh, I don't know how to exactly pronounce this. I pronounced it based on uh, Google for my review. So we'll see who's mad at me after that. Deracine, Deracine. I thought it was Deracine. So that's how I've been pronouncing Deracine. it, and then I put it into Google, and Google Translate was like, Deracine. 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 It's French. It's French? Yeah, I believe it means uprooted. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, so I reviewed this game. It's a PSVR exclusive. I gave it a 7.8. It is from From Software and uh, SIE Japan Studio. Oh, it's their VR thing. Yeah, that's it's their cool. VR. So it is... When you think of From Software, it is not what you would initially expect from them. Uh, in terms of how it plays in VR, it is very sort of standard. You teleport from spot to spot in this large mansion sort of boarding school area. You're playing as a fairy who is frozen in time. So when you move around, the entire environment around you is still, including the students, the children who live here. But the thing is, you also see their past echoes since essentially you live out of time. 
Hmm. Uh, and so you, it's essentially a point and click adventure game that you are physically in the middle of. And so it's like, I need to collect these herb samples for their soup that they're making and they've hidden them around the school somewhere to keep them from me. And so I have to listen to a conversation, dumb kids, listen to a conversation they have in the past over here, find out that this kid has the key in his pocket over here and then find out where the chest is holding the herbs based on another kid's interaction somewhere else. Wow. And so it's, it's a lot of that, of like that adventure game logic in there um and so in terms of playing it in vr it's fine like it it works it doesn't really use its main central mechanic which is you have two rings as a fairy one is related to time one is related to life and essentially you can grab something and take the time left in its life from it and imbue it into another being uh, which is like a cool puzzle mechanic that they only use maybe three or four times. Mm. But the the big part part about this game, which is why I enjoyed it so much, was the storytelling of it. And it really proves, I think, when From Software has a like much smaller focus on a thing, they really flesh out the story and character specifically there. Uh, I know a lot of people tend to talk about Dark Souls and Bloodborne having story, but it's more like in the environment for you to explore. Yeah, you got to dig periphery. around for yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas this, this surprisingly has a bit of lore buried away in it that mm. is pretty cool, but it is very very much a focus on who these kids are and their relationship. Did you see the Easter egg? Yes. Yeah. So, um, can we talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. It's not a huge spoiler. Uh, a lot of people right now think the game sort of confirms Bloodborne 2 is happening, and I'll pull up the actual text of the story. We'll, we'll see if that's true. Um, so essentially one of the kids, there's a few, you pick up a lot of books in the world and a lot of dolls and random miscellaneous things in the world. And one of them is a doll that's in one of the girl's beds and it has the way it is positioned mm-hmm. essentially is a, I believe it is the way a character behaves in Bloodborne. I forget it's, the exact mechanism It's like a, this sort of, of like very toyetic breakdown of the doll character you interact with in Bloodborne. Oh, in the in, dream? In your dream area. And um, she talks about uh, being effectively being from a story that's unfinished. Yeah, so the description of the doll, every object you pick that. up, uh, it says the d- description specifically of this doll is a doll of the stone girl Fiona who appears in the unfinished tale. When a person has a bad dream, Fiona appears and helps them flee. Yeah. Uh, mm. That so, reference to an unfinished tale got people uh, talking so about everything. So it's either... Nothing, or it's the best everything. thing. Or it's the best <laughs> I, thing you've ever heard. We don't know. So Miyazaki was involved with this game. Yeah. He was a producer on it and everything. And I do, as someone who's not like well-steeped in Bloodborne lore, I was seeing a few things of whether it was those hints or just the way it starts to flesh out the fairy lore in that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually in really cool ways where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see more about this go on. Um, I love that they're just, that's such a, wonderfully obtuse from soft thing where it's like oh totally. you want to find out about bloodborne too you got to play a vr game about fairies making soup for children yeah yep. look at yep. a dog good yep <laughs> it, uh, i love that uh, i love that so much it's so like i i'd recommend if you have a psvr <laughs> i again rated it a 7.8 i think it's good like the act of playing it was never like oh my god this is an amazing vr experience but i was surprised at how much i started to really engage with the school itself and the children because i really grew to care about them a lot of their dialogue is very like saccharine sweet and kind of on the surface level, but you start to care about the relationships with one another and the way they have you interact with the house, each chapter closes and opens certain parts of it. So you really get familiar with the space. And I kind of thought of it as like, oh yeah, like I remember going through my childhood home and like running up the stairs to go to my room this way. That's how I thought of the house. Oh, oh is it yeah. is it scary? There is... So it starts out very sweet and cheerful. But it's, and got, the, it's got this like Victorian, like, ooh, things could be spooky at the moment. There is always this undying or underlying sense of when is this going to go bad or when are things going to turn. Mm. And there is a dark turn, but it never gets like 
bloody, like gross bloodborne I don't, creatures. I don't have to see bloodborne monsters in VR, correct? Yes, okay. yeah. That's not, that's not wish. No, but you don't. Show you, them. See, you think that, but you do. I like, do want to see them. I want to see the wet. You want to see weird, man. weird tentacle monsters yes. showing up out of nowhere into yes, shadows and eating you? No. I do more than anything. More than, uh, anything. more than anything. More than anything. You're a All father. Right. Don't yeah. you want to see your daughter grow well? Yeah, after yeah, yeah but after what about, after after what about seeing that farting sewer pig in VR? Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, the, the, there it's is a gem in his butt. <laughs> it is. It's a good gem Gosh. too. You crush it and you get points. It's so mm. gross. Uh, there is this game. sort of this dread that you sense the whole time and just expecting things to go on. It does deal with life and death, and you do. It sort of is a metaphor for being in VR itself because it's like, why are we interacting with this world that we have no connection to inherently? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, oh boy, yeah, it, it get it gets kind of philosophical there toward the end. But I enjoyed it a lot for the most part. I do think if you have a PSVR, it's worth trying out for sure. And, and if you're a Bloodborne fan, you'll probably find more clues than me. I assume it's. PSVR exclusive, yes, at least yeah. for now, or just indefinitely? Uh, as of right now. Okay. I don't know anything else. Because it was uh, co-developed by SEI Japan, Sony Studios. Okay. So, so I would assume be it'll yes. be, yes. All yeah. right. Uh, another one we wanted to talk about about this week, we missed the Tetris Effect demo period. The demo has been out. Uh, it was out from the 1st to the 5th. The full game comes out cool. Friday. Uh, impressions, reviews for the full game are embargoed till then. I do believe we'll have a review going up. Can I talk about the demo? Yes, you can talk all you want about the demo. I pre-ordered it based on the demo. Why? Because it's really, really, really good. It is one of the most fun things I've done in VR. It is Tetris with like a little bit of extra love sprinkled in there. Um, it's luminescent and Tetris. It's from Mizuguchi. So. Uh, yeah, yeah cool. it's, which is uh, really smart. It's that's a obviously a, an ancient franchise for <laughs> video gamers. Uh, it's the franchise. Yeah, it's the fr- like I remember Tetris is one of those games that um, we we see games all the time sort of transcend core gamers. Um, and and reach filthy casuals all over the place. Right. Um, Tetris is like one of those games where I remember getting like on an airplane in the late '80s and seeing like adult businessmen in full suits holding Game Boys playing Tetris. Like that is just one of those things. And it's been iterated and reiterated so many so many times over the years. They changed the rules on it, um, much to the chagrin of some people who really like it. Like they've uh, added like hold blocks and and changed the falling speed and whether or not you can like the, hit up to instantly drop them and all mm-hmm. this crap. The thing they've added here that this the titular Tetris effect is you have this meter that builds up and it basically goes into bullet time where you can like you can like combo lines and they they are extra lines so every level of the demo has i think 3 levels in it and then the journey itself like the main story has a bunch more uh, they have to complete them. You have to get a certain number of lines depending on your uh, the difficulty level. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so when you complete lines in that bullet mode, uh, the zone. They drop to the bottom. They And they don't count toward your total. So you get more points without finishing the level. Mm, so yeah. you can basically mm. like, you can build up combos. Yes, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. it's cool because you're like, you get like a, I don't know, like a deca, deca quintress or whatever. You're like, this is not a Tetris. This is like <laughs> a super eight tris. You're like, holy crap, I didn't know mm-hmm. I could do that. And it's, um, Visually, it's like it. It's also you can play it out of out of VR, which is really nice. Which I didn't. Which I didn't is realize. how I played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you you, uh, you you messed messed up. It's it's incredible in VR. It's like absolutely stunning. I was it's I was. I'll never have that option again. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You have <laughs> oh to wait well. Until Friday. That's insane. Uh, no, I, I, we're recording on Wednesday. Um, I was hanging out <laughs> with some friends, and I was like, I was like, we, a buddy of mine is he's, he uh, 
does like sound design stuff at, at Ubisoft and he's a big like sound guy. He loves electronic music and all that bullshit. And I was just like, I was over at his house and I was like, he was coming back from something. And I was like, I was like, hey dude, I uh, downloaded this Tetris demo. You, you got to play it the second you walk in the door. And he's like, okay. And he puts on the hat and it's just immediately like he was blown away. And uh, our, our wives were there and they were like, what's the big deal? It's Tetris. And they, they both put on the hat and they were like, holy shit. Yeah. This is like, this <laughs> I- is... Yeah, I didn't think you could make Tetris better because, like Tetris, the base game itself is—it's one of the first games I ever played. It's like, as part of my family, like one of the things that got my mom and my grandpa into games. Like, it is a foundational part of my love of gaming, and it's like, oh no, this is a better version somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, just just from that demo, it's like, it doesn't change the act of playing Tetris necessarily outside of that zone effect, but the experience of it is just so full. Mm -hmm. So something I, I I never got into Thumper because I'm terrible at rhythm games. Mm -hmm. Um, But something I loved about it was that it managed to make things scary that weren't really like, it was scary in this very like abstract psychedelic way where you're like, you're being scared of giant shapes and colors and it's scary because of the sound design. Uh, Tetris effect totally does that. It makes, it makes like falling blocks like this menacing and it's all with just the, the colors and the sounds that they're they're throwing at you, mm-hmm. um, and it's the music is surprisingly is it's really good. It's Actually, not, that's what yeah, I, I, like I like the music in it a lot, and I love Luminous, but I think that 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 game is all over the place uh, soundtrack wise. Mm-hmm. Like you'll go from being completely invested in the song and be like, I love this, and I'm totally nailing like combos to to the, to this beat, and then it'll switch to something that's like a little more obtuse that you're not into, and your gameplay will fall apart. Um, and so I think those those are intrinsically connected there, and I think in this game that works so much better. Yeah, the, you're not necessarily completing lines to the beat, or it's not de- your score isn't dependent on that. Right. And so you can just sit back and enjoy the music and enjoy the visuals that they create in that world. And it is, I, I we I went home after we downloaded it for the first time and put my girlfriend into VR and she was watching it in VR while I was playing because she's oh. terrible at Tetris but she just wanted to see it yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like so into it that she kept looking away from the Tetris board and I'm like no you need to go back <laughs> like there are things I need to complete but it, yeah it just takes over you for a minute and it is such a fun experience I can't wait for the full game I did the exact same thing it, as you it was like go for the full it game it reminds me of a lot of my favorite things it reminds me of uh, the Prodigy's Fat of the Land mm-hmm. it reminds me of the Akira soundtrack and it reminds me of uh, Killer Instinct the Super Nintendo game yeah, for, for entirely weird different reasons, but it's just like, hey, it's sort of colorful, menacing '90s electronica, I guess, <laughs> with chanting and into it. Yeah, it's, it's also great. you know, like I was saying before, this is a franchise we've seen go in so many weird, sometimes very bad directions. I mean, there was like Tetrisphere, which was effectively oh, like, yeah. oh, what if it was on a 3D globe? And then there was like Tetris Two, where they're like, you can blow up the pieces now. Like they they just they've done so many weird things with this franchise. I had and it's a, just cool to see them go like, we're gonna bring it here, and it's gonna be. Totally on point. When I was growing up, I had like a, a sampler disc of Tetris's, and it was like, oh yeah, Tetris, everyone's favorite. And then it was like Tetris Two. We had bombs. Then there was Facetris, where you had falling like slivers of heads, and you had to make matching faces. So it was like this almost like Guess Who Tetris. And then there was I think World. that was like some bootleg third party shit. It probably yeah. was. And then there was Wordtris, where it was. Just yep, like I remember that. Falling letters. <laughs> oh, don't do that. There's Wettris, yeah. where they're just soaking wet. There was well, there was Welltris, where they're falling down the sides of a well. Down, I'm not making that down up. well. Yeah, I think it was that was probably did better than mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the demo of Tetris Effect was a thing pretty clearly a joy for a lot of us. Uh, the full game comes out later this week. If you have played that demo and liked it, I think you will probably like the full game. It seems to yeah. probably just be delivering more of the same. Uh, anyway, that is a very fun game. We had a couple questions from the group about it though. Zach Dalton asks, "What's your favorite Tetris block?" Line. Um. I like the right L block. Ooh. I have a lot of good 
good with that. Bear um, Courtney, our producer, every, likes them. Everyone should play, what is it? It's Tricky Towers? Yeah. They came out just recently. It's on yeah. Switch, um, but it's been on PS4 for ages, and it's it's sort of like physics-based Tetris. Tetris yeah. You can play multiplayer on the same screen. It's it's one of my favorite games hmm. ever. It's Reverses really good. Lock. Reverse C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite is the square. The square is tor- is terrible. Yeah. I could just say S. I guess. True. What is the what is the upside to the the configuration of each of your favorite blocks? What 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 does that version Ooh. the left versus the right? What does it do better than the other one? I just it seems to work with my 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 skill set and my vision. You think it's because you're right or left handed or whatever? No, I, I just enjoy the way it it falls into my perfectly laid blocks yeah when i feel like i look back at all the times i've been in a jam in tetris i feel like that's the block that <laughs> like consistently that you, just, you remember all of these i just have every just, single just match just of really tetris i've ever played <laughs> yeah locked nobody, away in nobody my brain. gives any love to the most versatile of blocks which is the little the, the little, hat the little oh i love that one yeah one. what the hat you mean the hat right the like shortened it tea? The, it's kind the, of the a tea hat. it's just a tea. It's, yeah it's a tea that doesn't go yeah. tall enough yeah that one's great there you go. <laughs> that was not. Uh, speaking of skill sets, though, uh, when the demo came out, Barrett and I immediately got into a score competition. By immediately, I mean I outscored him, and he has not been able to reach it. Wow! So Barrett said he this is the first time he's gotten into Tetris. Yeah, which made true. me feel true. 170 years old. <laughs> he also thinks Donkey Kong 64 is a good game, so it's, I think it's good to beat him. In yeah, there's a there's a lot <laughs> in there. to dive into there. Uh, Zachary Rolf from the group is really what. It, Oh, it, yeah. uh, also asks from the group if you are a fan of the original Tetris but didn't in the Donkey Kong Country <laughs> <laughs> but didn't enjoy the Switch Puyo Puyo Tetris will you enjoy Tetris Effect I didn't play Puyo Puyo too I played a lot of it uh, yeah. I don't like Puyo Puyo so okay. that was like taking one of my favorite recipes and then putting some shit on it that I hate. <laughs> um, but I love Tetris, and I thought that that version of it was great. Uh, one of my favorite things about that game was that um, you could just jump into a, a game instantly from the title screen, which is really great when, especially for like a handheld. Uh, but I don't like Puyo Puyo, so watching those worlds combine was like frustrating for me. But the Tetris side of it was great. I thought that like, in terms of like the weird rules we've seen come and go in in, in the world of Tetris, that one was a good balance. Um, but if you don't like Tetris, I don't think you'll like this. Probably, you know? yeah, that's a safe bet. Uh, you can, there is, I think, at some point in the game, I think there's a way to unlock it to just watch the stuff in there. I think I've seen, I don't know if it's in the demo, but I've mm. heard people talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I think you can just watch the experiences. So I guess if you don't like Tetris, it is, it is where they, that. that they did a time demo for this. Yeah. That's kind of frustrating. I, yeah. I don't like, yeah, they should leave it up. Yeah, at, le- yeah. at least because like you guys are super stoked on it, and I'm just like, well, I can't play that. Yeah, I'd all. love to be able yeah. to tell you like go home and play this tonight, but like yeah. it only ran for like four and a half days, and then it's over. And I mean, it's like yeah, sure it comes out Friday, but it's also just like that's forever from now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's over two, over three days from now. How yeah, are we gonna get there? It's forever. I don't want to wait that long to play Tetris on my VR hat. <laughs> Actually, I can't play it's it VR anymore. I have to get rid of it. You can oh. come to my desk. Okay, perfect. Right. Anyway, so, speaking. Oh, go I was ahead. gonna say like the one thing it does uh, when you play like not VR static, it basically lets you position yourself in relation to the board. Oh, cool. Uh, whereas when it's in VR, you basically are like you're looking around and the, the board looks much better. You can actually. I was messing around with the demo a couple days after we played, and you can zoom forward and back from oh. the board a little. Well, bit. good. Yeah, I so like that, to see those blocks works. up close. Oh yeah. So what they're doing down there yeah uh there are block fidelity (laughs) there are a bunch of different effects modes in there too which are like outside of the main journey mode you can try all these things the demo only had mystery mode unlocked but basically every few blocks you put down it throws like another random rule set at you so it'll be like now all the blocks have one of the uh blocks missing from it 
or we're going to reverse the screen on you, or we're going to oh, swap man. everything around. So it just keeps adding and piling on things. Wow. I knew yeah. I knew people were stoked on this because um, of the Mizuguchi res guys involved. Yeah. In. Um, I didn't expect to immediately be this stoked on Me it. Neither. So like, yeah. I don't know if you're a fan of Tetris or colors or noises, this might be a good option. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to rewind the clock because we were talking about days before and I had a really great transition. So anyway, yeah, Friday is a few days away, but if you want to look forward to a day that's even further away, uh, we have some news that we want to tell you about. We will give you more details in the future, but keep Monday, December 10th. I want to make sure I have that date right, so I'm double-checking. I know it's forever. Monday, December 10th, if you're in the San Francisco area, keep that day open. We will have more information coming to you about why you should keep that open, but specifically that evening, you should keep it open. We'll have some fun stuff to tell you about soon in the future. Mm -hmm. But until then... Thank you all so much oh, for listening. Oh, they get interesting. Oh, that's that's why I like to live my life. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Beyond Episode 565. JR, where can people find you online? You can find me on the old Twitter, at USofJR, or on IGN uh, in the Wikis department, specifically this month on Red Dead. Yes, please check out the guide. You have done a tremendous bit of work. The whole team has done incredible it's, work. It's the it. first guide that we've had everybody in-house on staff for in yeah. the Wikis department, like working on at the same time, which is great. Um, and yeah, huge shout out to the rest of the guides team. Uh, Miranda Sanchez, Casey DeFridis, Brendan Graber, uh, and our small army of contributors and freelancers. You, you guys done yet? No. <laughs> they never will be. No, <laughs> no. And well, then guess what? Red Dead Online comes out. Trying so. to find those eggs. <laughs> I found the eggs. I got to find the cards and the carvings. And the feathers. Oh, right. Yeah, and there's all the other stuff that I haven't lot. found yet. And the there's fish. In there. And uh, the panthers. Those cards are kind of a big, like, FU to players where you're like, you found a new one. One of 12 unlocked. And you're like, well, so here's the thing about that. There's like, though, like sets of them. You, but you can, you can buy them. You, oh. can, you can oh. go to a store and buy a pack of premium cigarettes, and the cards will come out. But if you don't want to waste you your in-game money... kidding me? This game <laughs> encourages you to buy cigarettes? Did you meet yes, the smokers? Did you meet the smoking man? I did, yeah. yeah. He, tells you, you to, he tells you to get them. He's out of his goddamn mind. Oh, he's crazy. He's just sitting on a, on a bench, and he's just like, I got all these damn cigarettes. I got oh, all I've cards. given cigarettes. He's insane. Yeah, do not listen to him, children. Do and not he's smoke. Yeah, he's surrounded by empty packs and butts. and Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think they knew back then how bad that is for you to do. They didn't. Max, where can people find you on Twitter? Just Max Scoville on Twitter. That's my name. <laughs> and Brian, where can people find you? At Agent Bizzle. And of course, every episode of Beyond is live Wednesday, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com and then Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and all your usual podcast services. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, hey, wait, Beyond. Wait. Yeah. Oh, no. I like I this said. episode's kind of coming a little bit short. Oh. It's like we got yeah. a whole minute left. A minute? It yeah. It could be filled. I didn't want to, you know, with ruin Kingdom it. Hearts. He's Max, are you are you asking me? I don't know. Just, Kingdom I Hearts feel minute? like I've kind of. It's getting me really excited about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> All right, here we, we go. On Put on the, the Kingdom Hearts minute, I'm Jonathan. Three, two, go. Thank you so much, Max. I didn't want to upset you, so I thought we'd just skip it. But anyway, uh, so I'm not usually a fan of Funko Pops. I don't really love them. They released a line, or they announced their line of Kingdom Hearts three Funkos, and don't get me wrong. They're not great. I'm going to buy all of them because I am a sap for that. Nonetheless, we also got a new Tangled trailer, so we're seeing a little bit more of that world. I'm really excited. I actually saw trail Tangled in full for the first time like a month ago. It's a very good film. Zachary Levi is going to be back. It seems to be retelling the story of that world. Anyway, we're getting closer and closer, and they keep putting out trailers. They keep giving us information. If you haven't already, buy the story so far. Buy the collections online on your PS4. Sorry, Xbox One players. You don't listen to the show anyway. Uh, there is so much Kingdom Hearts for you to get through. We'll be covering a lot of it in the weeks and months, hopefully not too many months to come, on IGN.com. Am I done? 
No, you got 11 whole What's Oh, wow, yes. Bush? Oh, I can keep going. Name I thought this was going to be bad. We're also going to be talking, uh, name all the who? The ducks. The ducks. You Donald. got Dewey, Louie, Screwy, Pooey, Mewie, <laughs> no. Mewtwo. That's, Mewtwo uh, is not one of the Disney Son ducks. of Sam. Son of Donald. Sam is a dog. <laughs> done yet? Well, that was it. There's your time. You know, I heard somewhere Perfect. that Funko Pops would be cheaper if their heads were smaller, but you don't have to take my word for it. There's actually five bucks inside each one of them. Wow, just crack it open that. like an egg. Bugs, bugs or bucks? Oh, whatever you Both. want. Either one is. Uh, and with that piece of advice, thank you so much for watching and listening and beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.